1: Come with me to Luke chapter 17, verse 11 to 19. Now it happened as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee, verse 12. Then as he entered a certain village, there met him ten men who were lepers, nameless people. There are no names who stood afar off. And look at verse number 14. He says, They lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, have mercy. Master, have mercy on us. Master means ruler of the universe. The one who is in charge. The one who is in control. When you check the Greek, that's what it means. Master means the one who is a self-existent one. One who made all things. The creator and the ultimate. He said, have mercy on us. Many people know how to cry for mercy. But many people don't know how to cry with a loud voice of gratitude. Look at the number of times loud voices is repeated. They, they lifted up their voices in and said, Jesus, have mercy on us. And when we go into most of our prayer meetings, that's what a lot of people do. They lifted up their voices. Verse 14, look at this. So when he saw them, he said to them, go show yourselves to the priest. And so it was as they went, they were cleansed. That's what we're singing. Say, Praise God. When he spoke, everything went silent. He said, go show yourself to the priest. Listen, we must learn to trust and believe the word of God like never before. Praise God. The Bible said, let every man be a liar and let God be true. God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Has he said it and shall he not make it good? Has he spoken it and shall he not make it come to pass? When he saw them, say, go show yourself. And as they went, they were clean. Look at this. Look at verse number 15. One of them. Somebody say one of them. One of them. Okay, one of them. When he saw, turn to enemy and say, look and, see. look and see. Yeah, because you can be looking at the news, listening to the news, and all you see are the negativities of the time. But if you look closely, you will see something else that is happening. You will see the goodness of God. You see the mercies of God. You see the preservation of God. Is somebody seeing something at all? See, when what, what, what we teach you the word of God, what we are simply helping you to do is to give you a better perspective. Because there's always a better perspective. There's always a better perspective. And you see, until you can see where you cannot possess what God wants you to possess. One of them, when he saw that he was here, returned. Somebody say returned. And that's why we are saying, let us return with thanks. He saw was seed, and look at that, with a loud voice. Glorify God. With a loud voice. The Greek means megalo. It's like using a megaphone. That loud voice there has to do with megaphone. Most of our English words come actually out of Latin and uh, Greek. You know megaphone? A megaphone amplifies whatever you are saying. It came with a loud voice. It's like, everybody must hear Everybody must hear. That's what he said. And with a loud voice glorified God. And look at it. And fell down on his feet, at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. So Jesus answered, were where there not ten claims? But where are the nine? Ask your neighbor, where are the nine? Where are the nine? Today, we want to ask, where are the nine? And be able to establish why a lot of people don't return. Okay, last week, Pastor James walked us through... Thanksgiving be the grateful acknowledgement and appreciation of all the art of God in your life. Somebody say Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. It's a grateful it's a acknowledgement. acknowledgement. Say acknowledgement, acknowledgement. and appreciation and of all the art of, of God in our lives. And we are talking about those you see, those you don't see. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thanking God and celebrating for all his art in your life. Thanksgiving is a public celebration. That's what the gentleman did. He came and with a loud voice, he wanted to hear him. He didn't want to hear him. He was loud enough to be heard. Praise God. There are people who know how to thank people privately. What one of the things I want you to learn to do in our traditional setting, when somebody does something for you and it's very precious to you, you will usually go and ask somebody else to accompany you and go and thank the person. And that is making it public. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Whatever the person that was between the two of you, but you carry somebody along with you so that you are making it public. A lot of people know how to criticize, but not many people know how to say thank you. I want us to be a church where we have learned how to say thank you. Somebody say thank you. Thank say thank you. You. say thank, you. thank you. And I'm talking about thank you to God first and thank you to man. last week. He talked about uh, corporate and personal thanksgiving. Today, we want to look at and give us reasons why we need to give thanks to God. There are two levels of gratitude I want us to learn about. One is gratitude to God. Somebody say gratitude to God. God. And that is in a class of its own. Gratitude to God. You have to learn to be grateful to God. Learn. Learn to be grateful to God. You must learn because one of the cases of the last days is the fact that a lot of people will be ungrateful. Last week, he quoted that scripture. I was listening to the message in the course of the weekend. And saw it. he said, in the last days, men will be ungrateful. That's one of the things that will happen. Men will be ungrateful. That's why you have to be different. Because in the last days, if you must see the hand of God visibly in your life and tangibly in your life in a unique way, you need to come with a grateful heart. Somebody say a grateful heart. Yes. You need to be grateful. The first level is gratitude to God. You don't take God for granted for anything. Never take God for granted for anything. Malachi chapter two, verse one. He said, "This commandment is for you, O you priests. If you not lay it to heart and give the glory, that's it." He said, "Oh now, O you priests, the commandment is for you." Somebody say the commandment. the commandment. Okay. If you will not hear and if you will not take it to heart to give glory to my name, says the Lord, I will send a curse upon you, and I will curse your blessings. And in the New Testament, God is not in the business of cursing. But when you are ungrateful, what happens is that whoever was helping you before he steps back, that's what happened to them in the wilderness. The Bible says, neither ye remember as some men met and were destroyed of the destroyer. And there was no way Satan could destroy them if the presence of God was still with them. Learn to be grateful. As a lifestyle, Learn to be grateful. That's the first level of gratitude. The second level of gratitude is gratitude to man. Somebody say gratitude to man. You have to learn to be grateful to people. You have to be grateful to people. Learn to be grateful. Learn to be grateful. Be grateful to people that God has used to bless your life. Because you see, in life, God will always use people to bless you. As for God, he maketh his reign to shine on the good and the evil. But for man... He makes his reign only to shine on the good. When it comes to man, men operate in that form. Very few people know how to be a blessing to people even when they are not appreciative. Be grateful. Learn to be grateful. When was the last time you said thank you to your husband? Look at the times you are living in. If he's able to meet the needs of the family, you have to learn to be grateful. What was the last time you said thank you to your boss? You've taken him for granted, right? Yeah? When was the last time you did when was the last time you said thank you to your employees? They all deserve a thank you. Most of the time, we think that it has to come from only the top. But thank you must go both ways. One of the phrases that must never leave your tongue is the word thank you. Never take it for granted. Never, never take any act that you receive from any mortal for granted. If it's water somebody fetches for you, thank him for it. Because our people, others can fetch the water, but they can't even open their mouth to receive it. Am I communicating to somebody at all? Don't take people for granted. If you don't want your destiny to be grounded as far as life is concerned, be grateful to your spouse. There are many people she could have married she chose to marry you. Am I communicating here? Yeah. Be grateful to your husband. Be grateful. He may not be all things to you, but the little he's able to do, thank him for it. You see, the same reason why most of the time people are not grateful to God. They are the same reason why they are not grateful to man. Most of the time, we expect people to meet all our needs. But you see, the reason why God will not meet all your needs at a time is because he wants you to always be dependent on him. If He met all your needs, you may drop him. That is the essence of grace. Where you always, grace is simply admitting that you have need for God. That's what grace is. Grace makes you dependent on God. Paul prayed three times, said, Lord, take away this. God said, as long as this remains there, you remember that you have need of me you will always lean on me. You will always depend on me. Most of the time, when all the things we need are met, we tend to take God for granted. And I will show you in scripture because in the Old Testament, God told them, God actually specifically told them, he said, I'm bringing you into a land that is a good land. And in that land, you are not going to eat food without scartness. Give me in the book of Deuteronomy. I'm just getting ahead of myself quickly, but I need to do that. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 7. In prado, fika, toka, sianda. The Lord your God is bringing you into what? Into what? Into a good land, a land flowing with streams and pools of water, with fountains and springs that gush out in the valleys and the hills. Verse eight. He said, it's a land of wheat and barley, of grapevines, fig trees, pomegranate, of olive oil and honey. He says, it's a land where food is plentiful. May the Lord bring you into that land. Amen. Nothing is lacking, for it is a land where iron is as common as stone, and copper is abundant in the hills. Verse 10, he says, when you have eaten, somebody say, when you have eaten, when you have eaten, be sure to praise. In other words, be sure to say thank you. When your wife serves you food, say thank you. When you wake up, and you open your eyes, and you can see another day, I know your pocket is dry, but learn to say thank you. Because there are people who couldn't open their eyes just like you were able to open it. I want us to come to a place where we develop this habit of gratitude. Because you see, gratitude is supposed to be a lifestyle as believers. If you are looking for people who are very, very grateful, it should be believers. And why should it be believers? Because we are people who have received what we didn't deserve. Most of the time, we are so conscious of what God is Supposed to give us to the extent that we forget what he has already given us. Gratitude. Six reasons why most people do not return with thanksgiving. Number one, forgetfulness. Somebody say forgetfulness. forgetfulness. Yeah, forgetfulness. Don't forget the good people do for you. Don't forget it. Never, never forget it. Don't forget it. Don't forget it. The Bible says that the rest, I'm sure that they forgot how they were looking. They forgot where they were. The Bible said when they met Jesus, they stood afar off. But all of a sudden, because now they can uh, join company and flow with other people, they felt all was okay. Let me show you a scripture. This was the destiny of people who were lepers in scripture. Let's look at it. This is the destiny of people who were lepers. Numbers chapter five, verse two. Numbers five, two. Command the children of Israel. This is a command from God that they put out. Somebody say they put out. They put out of the camp every leper and every one that had an issue. And whatsoever is the by the day, they put them out. That's why in the book of Luke, the Bible said they stood afar off. It wasn't an act of their choice. Do you know that you and I, we stood afar off. There was a time and a season in our lives where we couldn't come close to God. The Bible says we were without God. We were hopeless in the earth. But God, who is rich in mercy, drew us close. That's why you cannot be ungrateful as a Christian. You see, being a Christian and being an ingrate, they don't go together. Because a Christian is somebody who has received so much grace and mercy from God that the rest of your life, you owe him thanks. That's why Apostle Paul was speaking in the book of Ephesians. He said, we are bound to give thanks unto God. Always for you, bound. Bound is seeing that you are under obligation to be thankful the rest of your life. How many of us see ourselves as being obligated to be thankful to God? I'm not talking about healing your body. That is natural. I'm talking about changing your eternal destiny. Christ Jesus came to die on the earth so that your eternal destiny, which was supposed to be held eternally, has now been switched. That today, when you close your eyes on this side, you open your eyes in glory. Am I communicating to somebody at all? You see, when you care so much about here and the now, you don't value things of eternal value. You don't, you don't value them. You don't appreciate them the way they ought to be appreciated. Look at 2 Chronicles 26, verse 21. Now, King Hosea was a leper until the day of his death. He dwelt in an isolated house because he was a leper, for he was cut off. Look at that. He was cut off from the house of the Lord. Then Joseph. Now you couldn't even come to the house. It was a very serious sin, Pastor James. Very serious sin. And so for people to forget that, it's amazing that people can forget so much that has been done for them. You can't forget that. Have you thanked God enough for salvation that you are complaining for your car? Please take your seat. Have you thanked God enough that he found you worthy? That he gave you a wife, That you are now complaining that your wife is not meeting your needs. There are people, they want to have some. They don't have some. Am I communicating here? Yeah. We have to look at things from the right perspective or else we will live a life that God does not honor. Number two. So I said don't forget. Somebody said, don't forget. Yeah. This is what David said. David, 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 amazing guy. Psalm 103, verse 1. He said, Bless the Lord, O man, so and forget not. Somebody say, Forget not. Yes, forget not. You cannot afford to forget the act of God. Don't forget it. One day, David was dancing and celebrating God and giving him praise. Then his wife met him and said, Ah, oh, King, why were you dancing shamelessly and foolishly? How could a king of your status and caliber see all that you have? And see how you are behaving. Give me 2 Samuel chapter 6, verse 20 to 22. Let me show you something there. The wife made a very sarcastic, insulting statement. He said, after one went went home to greet his family, Micah came out to meet him. The king of Israel made a big name for himself today. It's in the opposite. Everything she's saying is in the opposite. She said, he exposed himself like a fool. You see, there are some women, they don't deserve a husband. If you can insult a man, Who is celebrating God? You don't deserve a husband. All through scripture, there was only one woman that was denied. This was a woman. The Bible says, see, you express yourself in the sight of the servant women of his officials. She had forgotten that when we come before God, there is no status. Do you understand what I'm saying? There's no status. I am the MD. I am the doctor. I owe this. Listen. <laughs> there is nothing like that before God. In the presence of God, we are all the children of God. That's what David said. David said in verse 21. Give me verse 21 quickly. David answered, I was dancing toward honor the Lord who chose me. I like that. That is a man who remembers. May you always remember. Amen. I said, may you always remember. Amen. Remember. He chose me instead of your father. So it's not like he knew that God had options. And you must understand that God had options. You must understand that your boss had options. There are several people who applied to get a job. You must understand that your husband had options. There are other women he could have married. You must understand that your wife had options. There are other men she could have said yes to. But she chose you. And that must make you eternally grateful. I'm not communicating somebody here. Most of the time, you see, when people are presented with challenges, they forget where they have come from. See somebody who has been blessed in the church for a long time. Let something small happen. And let them be offended. They begin to talk as if nothing good has ever come to them. Don't be that kind of a person. I always fear for such kind of people. Because your future is always not clear. David said, I was dancing in the house of God. And his fa- made me the leader of his family. I will go on. Look at that. I will go. That's an attitude. I will go on. And if you check the history of this man, till tomorrow we we'll still talk about him. Solomon was the greatest and the wisest, but Solomon is not celebrated in Israel like David. Praise God. Because he chose to celebrate God. Nobody chooses to celebrate God and goes down. When you make God the one you celebrate and exalt, he always keep on exalting you. So that's the first thing. Don't forget. Turn to your neighbor and say, "Don't don't forget. Yeah, don't forget because it's risky. In fact, God was bringing them. And before he brought them, he said, let me warn you in advance. There's a place I'm taking. When you get there, don't forget there are people who forgot in scripture and they suffered. Number two is the underestimation of the act of God. There are people who underestimate the act of God. <laughs> you see, you are underestimating the act of God. Do you know there are people who are sustained with oxygen to keep them alive? Yes. Just breathing in and out is not natural for them at all. They have to be assisted. In order to breathe in and out. And you've taken it so for granted. They took it for granted. Ah. Now know, no They just cheapen the act of God. Now look at Psalm 28, verse 9. He says, Because they regard not the works of God. Somebody say, Regard it. They regard not the works of God, nor the operation of his hands. He shall destroy them and shall not build them up. May you not suffer as a casualty. Amen. They regard not. They regard, they did not see, they didn't put weight on it. What is it? What is it after all? What is it that he has done? That I should keep on talking, go back and, and no, 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 no. We are we are well. It's okay. Don't underestimate the art of God. Then you say, don't underestimate the art of God. Number three is what I am going to focus on is entitlement mentality. Entitlement mentality. Oh, I'm entitled to this. I have a right to this. I have a right to this. I have a right to this. That kind of mentality has destroyed a lot of homes. A husband, I'm entitled to sex, so when you get it, you just get up and go like a dog. Say thank you. Turn to women and say say thank you. Say thank you. Yeah. Say thank you. Because there are people who are married and they are entitled to everything, but they don't get anything. You can be entitled to chop money, but they won't give you. Am I communicating here? So, when he's able to sweat it out and release something, say thank you. You can be entitled to paying the fees, but others are not doing it and they are living free. Am I communicating here? I want you to learn to let go of entitlement mentality. I'm entitled to this as your wife. Listen, there are many things many wives are entitled to, but they never get in it. You are not the only person who is entitled. Many wives! As long as they are misses or so, they are entitled to many things. I'm entitled to this for my mother. Listen, do you know that there are some children who have been disowned by their parents? entitlement mentality. Listen, by the way, this scripture really shows us that in life, and you have to learn it. It's a principle I learned very early. When I meet people who are grateful, I thank God for them. But generally, as a matter of practice, I don't expect gratitude from people. Because by and large, if you meet 10 people, one of them will be grateful. That's what we saw from Jesus. 10 out of 9 And most of us, sometimes we are not able to live the life we ought to live because we are looking for people to say thank you. And because they are not saying thank you, your attitude is messed up. You see, in as much as I want you to be grateful, you must also learn to move on when people are not grateful. Because it's one of the attitudes in life. Particularly amongst us as Africans, we have a certain entitlement mentality. We are entitled to this, we are entitled to that, we are entitled to that. But listen, many things people are entitled to, they don't get them. So when people are able to give that which is due you, you better say thank you. All the others, the nine, I'm sure that they thought that they were entitled to this. After all, Jesus was a Jew. They were also Jew. Did you see that? It's only the Samaritan. I mean, is he not one of our own? Are you not our brother? We are from the same tribe. So what is so special about it? You have just done your duty to meet your brothers who are Jews and are blind and you feed them. Why should you make a big deal out of it? Listen, you may be entitled to be taken care of by a doctor when you receive that offer. Thank you. Are you with me here? Yeah, say thank you. You may be entitled to be served at a restaurant. But there are people they serve and they add other things to it you don't know. Learn to be grateful. Never take people for granted. Never take God for granted. And listen, I realize that the more grateful you are, the happier you live. That's one of the virtues that makes people live well and healthy. Gratitude. It will make you a pleasant person to get along with. The more grateful you are, the more you have to be grateful for. That's what I want you to say. The more grateful you are. You will think that, oh, my husband has changed. He has not changed you. It's because you have learned to be grateful. That gratitude you have learned is changing things. It's changing things. It's changing things. things. He's thinking about you all day. He's thinking about what nice he can do for you. He's thinking about one nice thing he can do for you. But for you, all the things he's doing, you don't see any. The things that are happening, you are not seeing it. But the things you are seeing. Because you see, ungrateful people usually are intentionally looking at the wrong thing. Most of the time, people are ungrateful. They focus, they specialize at looking at the wrong thing. Because when you look at the right thing, you will always have a cause to give thanks to God. Am I communicating here? Yes. In all of our lives, there is always something good that is happening around you. As a child of God, the Bible says, all things work together for the good of them that love God. To them are the court according to His Bible. So once we are a child of God, we will make sure that in all things, things are working together for your good. Am I communicating here? Yes. Understand that? Entitlement mentality. Number four, hard times. Somebody say hard times. Uh, hard times. When hard times come, people forget the good times they've ever shared. pink <laughs> crowd. Really? Don't speak like a foolish woman. Because when you're a baby, yeah, when you're a baby, when you're a baby, how times makes people forget. So the Bible was speaking about that in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1. He said, But understand this that in the last days there will be times of difficulty. Then he begins to tell us the things that will happen. And when we are through with this service, I want you to go and find somebody who has done something for you and you have taken for granted and send the person a text message and say thank you. You don't need to explain. You have just learned something good and you are practicing it. Somehow communicating with somebody here. Understand that in the days, difficult times will come. Then he tells us the kind of things that will happen. For people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, and great. Did you see that? Ungrateful. Ungrateful. Because when you are in hard times, your expectations are high. They are never getting met. So the little that is met, you can be grateful for it. And now things are tough. Your salary is small so you are not thinking of saying thank you to your boss but you don't know that many others who have been laid off and they are not expecting the meager salary you are always complaining about. Am I communicating here? Let's learn to be grateful. God has taken us from someplace and he's taken us somewhere. You see the only thing that stopped Israel from entering Canaan was nothing. New. It was just ingratitude. Pure ingratitude ended their destinies. They all perish in the wilderness and the core attribute that we saw there was the ungrateful god gave them manna they say what is this god gave them water they say we were living better times in egypt that's why i'm telling you that let's be careful what we say in difficult times these guys had been delivered from bondage in egypt god was taking them to a glorious land but they couldn't see that god had brought them far let me show you something here and then of course number five is achievers or pride mentality achievers mentality achievers mentality somebody say achievers mentality achievers mentality achievers mentality mentality. mentality. my time is up achievers mentality when you see yourself as having achieved the things you have achieved you will also begin to enter into look at this Deuteronomy 8 verse 10. When you have eaten and you are full, then you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land which he has given you. So here you are not seeing yourself as having maneuvered your way or strategically entered in a good land, but you are seeing the good land as a gift from God. When you have eaten, the focus of your thanksgiving is God has given me a good land. God has given me a man who can provide my needs. He may not be romantic, but since we married our basic needs have been met am I communicating here he may not be the type that is always sending me messages messages I love you I love you but every time you send a bill the bill is paid without hesitation you better thank God am I communicating somebody here Yeah. because you see the way you are going you will never be happy yeah because you are looking for everything and no man has capacity to give you everything Everybody is limited in what they can give. And if you always want to wait to get everything in order to be grateful, you will never be grateful. You will always have to look at, what do I have in my hands? And say, Father, I thank you for what I have. Because you see, what you have and you are complaining about, what you have and you are insulting, what you have and you are fair to show appreciation for somebody, is that is their prayer top point. They have been praying for what you are seeking for years. And they've not gotten it. The job, you are insulting your boss secretly. My boss is wicked. My boss is wicked. Do you know how your boss works around the clock to get your money paid? At the end of the month, do you know how money comes into the account and you receive salary, you receive Momo alert and you take it home and you can't even say thank you. Am I communicating here? Let's learn to be grateful. Because as long as you remain ungrateful, your level can never change. Your level cannot change. Let's look at that when you have eaten and you are full, don't forget beware that you do not forget the Lord your God in keeping his commandment lest when you are eating your full and have built beautiful houses and dwell therein when your heads and flocks are multiplied that you say and when your heart is lifted, give me verse 40 let's read it together, when your heart is, when your heart is, you know people who never say thank you they are simply saying that they are able to meet everything by themselves. Because nobody is helping them to do anything. I'm not saying thank you to your laundry man. You are not saying thank you to the person who polishes your shoe. You are not saying thank you to the person who cleans and washes. Everybody must say thank you. But you, you don't say thank you to anybody. It's because you are proud. You think that nobody is helping you in any way. But life, if you see anybody do well in life, it's because there are people who are helping him. In everywhere you find yourself. Nobody achieves anything great and significant by himself. One, God is helping the person. Two, human beings are helping. Even God, when God is helping you, he will put good people around you to help you. There are people who are working and the places they are working. The money that coming, in is not the money they see because the people around them, they siphon the money before they make the, render the rest of the accounts. So when God is helping someone, he puts good people around him. Am I communicating here? Look at the people around you look at the people. I know your bank account is not as great, but you have good people around you. You have people who love you. You have people who have been sensitive to your needs. And that is a cause of time. The Bible says, when your heart is lifted and you forget the Lord your God. We have a typical case in the man Nebuchadnezzar. Let me close with that text because that is a very humbling text. Nebuchadnezzar, the Bible says, all this came, Daniel chapter 4, verse 28. Verse 28. All this came upon Nebuchadnezzar. May they never come upon you. You see, there are things that come upon ungrateful people. There are things that come upon arrogant people. People who think that they are where they are by themselves. All this came upon him. How did it come? Verse 29. At the end of 12 months, he was walking. You see, 12 months is like one year. He was walking about the royal palace of Babylon. And verse 30, he says, look at this. The king spoke. Somebody say he spoke. spoke. Yeah. Sometimes the way we speak to people is a reflection of what is in our hearts. He spoke and said, see this great Babylon. That I have built for a royal dwelling for my mighty power and for the honor of my majesty. That's how he spoke. But when you go back and you read the earlier references, the Bible said God gave Nebuchadnezzar when he came to war against the ruler before him. The Bible said God gave him into the hands of Nebuchadnezzar and he felt he had accomplished it. God made it in such a way that when he came to battle, the enemy camp was weak and then he overpowered it. And so when he overpowered it, he said, Ah, see, he didn't know that God was strategically making the enemy weak so that he could come into power. He said, See this great Babylon that I have built by my power. Sometimes we don't say it, but it's in our heart. It's in our heart. See my great house. See my great car. See my great chest. See my great family. See listen be careful because everything you have and you owe you owe it because of grace am I communicating that's why apostle Paul understood that very well and everywhere he went there was one thing that apostle Paul never stopped talking about he said grace and peace to you grace and peace he was constantly reminding himself that everything he has everything he owe everything he has ever accommodated I am what I am by the grace of God there are people who build fine houses but they never inhabit it. There are people who get fine cars. They never get to drive them. I'm not communicating to somebody at all. You have to understand that everything you have and you owe, if you have the power to enjoy it's a gift of God. Can somebody say it's a, gift of God. it's a gift of God? And God's response to ingratitude and pride is very fast. The Bible says, while the word was still in his mouth. He didn't finish. While the word was still in his mouth, the king's mouth, a voice from heaven came in Nebuchadnezzar. To you it is spoken. The kingdom has been departed from you. May you not lose that which heaven has given you because of ingratitude. So listen, it, it, it's possible to lose what heaven gave you because of ingratitude. You think it's which is, it's ingratitude that is destroying that business. You think, as for me, anywhere we go, our marriages don't work. Check your own ingratitude. Check it. Check it. Check it. God has given you a child. And every time because of a certain attitude the child is misbehaving, you are regretting in your heart having produced that child. Be careful. I just came to speak to you briefly to warn you about ingratitude and I pray that as we change our attitude and adopt the attitude of gratitude in great things and in small things I see God move us from one level to another. Now listen, apart from all that I've said, gratitude also had amazing benefits. And most of the time, people who are ungrateful are ungrateful because they are ignorant about the power of gratitude. May you become a grateful person from today. As the year comes to an end, walk to your boss and thank him for keeping you at post. It's not because you have done so perfectly. Walk to him. Because just as you have issues with your boss, you know your boss has issues with you. And if your boss has issues with you, you are at the losing end. Because if he has issues with you, he can easily decide to let you go. He has issues with you. Just as you have issues with your husband, he also has issues. So, everybody has one issue or the other. But let's learn to overlook our weaknesses and our limitations and focus on the blessings people are. People are a blessing any day, any time. They may not be perfect people, but they come with their own unique gifts and potentials. And we must learn to celebrate their potential, their gift, and be grateful for what they bring on the table. Is somebody ready to be grateful? Listen. Look for people and be grateful. One of the habits I have, every year there are people... That is one way I say thank you. There are people who do things for me. My plumber, every year I'll give him chicken. The one who does my laundry, every year I give him a gift. And it's one way you say thank you. Yeah. Every year. There was one man who used to do my laundry. He passed last year. When he was about dying, he called me. When he was about dying, he called me. And he was telling me about what I have done for him that all the people he has, nobody ever remembers him at a season like that. Let's learn to be grateful. There are people, they do things for us. It's because for them, it's a need. But for us, if they were not there, we couldn't do what we are doing. Am I communicating here? Yeah. I want you to be very intentional about being grateful. Send test messages. Don't just uh, receive kindness and move on. Don't be like the nine others. They just received it and they just moved on. Listen, there are many people who are in need and they could be helped. If God chose to direct help your way, learn not to let it cease. There are people who used to help us. Today, when you call them, they have other stories to say. It's because they have seen that consistently you are not grateful. Am I communicating here? That's what they have noticed. And you are praying and binding i have realized that in life attitude our attitude robs us a lot than even our prayer if it's just prayer a lot of people will do so well am i communicating here and there are many things that are problems among us as africans and amongst us as christians satan has no place you know that i don't like talking about satan too much i don't like talking about satan because he's not the subject matter if you're a child of god the more conscious of who you are in Christ and what Christ expects you to do and you do it, Satan will find his place. Am I complicating here? Satan will find his place. Your mother has been branded a witch for years. No year ends without you reaching out to the woman and being kind to the woman. You think the woman is a witch. It's true. The circumstances that made the woman treat you the way she's treated you, if you had fallen into that same circumstances, maybe your treatment would be worse off. There are things we don't understand. And when God brings us to a place of revelation, we have to learn to let go of things that we are holding on to. There's no justification. I will say it till tomorrow. There's no justification for your mother to be a witch. There's no justification. Because even if your mother is a witch, me a witch, you can be with me. Am I communicating here? Yeah, you can be with me. And the best time a witch should have chopped you was when you were a baby. Yeah, at that time, you couldn't pray, you couldn't do, you were totally dependent, every child is totally dependent on the mother the mother could just give you poison and you are gone and if that witch, God preserved your life from that witch you call a mother and she kept you alive next you, to, and today you are where you are, listen, don't be fooled by a foolish prophet your mother cannot be the cause, am I communicating check your own attitude you are living with a man, you don't respect him and you say your mother is the cause, no, 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 no. it can be, it's your attitude And I pray that today, as we make a quality decision to be grateful, changes are coming your way. Miracles are coming your way. Some relationships can go bad. But even when they go bad, please remember the good times. Am I communicating here? Remember the good times. Some of us, we have a trail of too many people we have problems with. Because we are always mindful of the negative things they did to us but I believe that there's no relationship that you ever enter that will be all negative or true. Even the relationships that were negative, they teach us how to handle good people. Am I communicating here? Sometimes when you have met somebody who has treated you so badly, when you meet one who is kind, you learn how to hold on to them well. Am I communicating here? So that's why Joseph said that as for you, you meant it for evil. God meant it for good. To save many people alive. May we have a church where we are grateful. May we build families where we are grateful. May we have a home where we are grateful. And as we learn to be grateful, Satan will have no place in our lives. Lift up your hands and begin to thank God and give him praise. If you want to accept Jesus and make him your Lord and Savior, you want to say this prayer after me. Mean every word and then believe it in your heart. Say, Lord Jesus, I confess that you are my Lord and my Savior. I believe with my heart. That you died and rose again for me. By my belief, I am justified. And by my confession, I am saved. Thank you for saving me in Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen. If you pray that prayer in faith, you are a new creation, all things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. God bless you. We we'll look forward to having you join us again and again. We are blessed.
0: and on Wednesdays for our discovery service from 6pm to 8pm. Our church auditorium is located on the top floor of Nanama Ejakumar Plaza, opposite the Unity Oil Station, Santasa Kumasi, Ghana. Alternatively, you can join us online for our services on Embassy of Life Chapel, Facebook, or YouTube pages. God richly bless you. <laughs>